Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. wrestling podcast but i just have one favor to ask and that is that you visit prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heels and quads it's your one-stop shop for heels and quads wrestling podcast merchandise and we got plenty of it for you you won't regret it you know you need some new shirts you need some new swag so hit up prowrestlingtees.com forward slash heels and quads to help support the show and help fix that damn wardrobe of yours ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast the answer is so so simple anchor it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone tablet or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and wherever you listen to your podcast you can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners downloads everything i mean it's so simple if you're creating something get paid for it it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now Are you a man that prefers the can and likes the occasional wine? Well, look no further, as we have a solution for you. Man Can Wine. That's right, wine in a can. Our friends over at mancanwine.com have the ultimate drink for any man or woman looking for their favorite adult beverage in a can. They come in a variety of flavors. Red, white, fizz, and rosé. Each can contains the equivalent to a half a bottle of wine and 12.5% alcohol. Each can also has a special inner lining to prevent that aluminum taste that we all know. So head over to mancanwine.com and get your koozies ready 
or purchase them at mancanwine.com from Mancan, your very own Mancan koozie. Make sure to use coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout to save 25% on your order. That's mancanwine.com using coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout to save 25% on your order. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. We're back at it. We're kicking off WrestleMania season today. Mr. Tommy Walter and I, Levi D. Zindel, you know us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dead man talking. <laughs> Dead man talking. Bow. So, uh, yeah, I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the last week's video the the beginnings of video hopefully we'll have it again this week um the audio should be fixed we figured out the little problem we had so you know no biggie yeah right don't do that don't do that (laughs) i spent money on the podcast to sound better yeah well you sound good you sound great i hope i hope we both do and of course, I'll turn up some volumes and whatnot. So, um, as far as happenings go in the wrestling world, there's not a lot of them. Well, there's something that really important that we I think we should talk about. Yeah, King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you think about WrestleMania, you think about King Kong Bundy. Early WrestleMania, WrestleMania Two, the Big Blue Cage. Uncle Terry and King Kong Bundy. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace to King Kong Bundy. I might have to go back later on today and just watch that because that was such a classic in the big blue cage. At the three different WrestleManias, or that was one of three that year. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the main event from Los Angeles. And that was in Chicago and New York. Yeah. WrestleMania season started. Woke up to that. What a bummer. Yeah, I didn't know if it was last night or today, but I seen it on the news sites today, and then that was like the only piece of news that was really anything. And of course, it was something big, you know, but. Yeah. As far as other news goes, there's not really anything other than. The Shield reunited for the 300th time, which is like, why? Why? <laughs> you know, what's that What's that for? Come on. Uh, I mean, I'm happy I'm happy Roman's well and he's back and all that. Yeah. Great, you know? He didn't but, need, but he didn't need to do the Shield just because he's back, you know? Right. But They're like, well, since we had we had to shorten it before, you yeah. know, might as well put slap them back together. I thought Dean Ambrose was supposed to be a heel. Dude, I, I don't know. I thought he was leaving, and now he's staying, and, <laughs> dude, like, seriously, I, I don't I don't even I know. Don't you know what's funny, though? I seen that they they were on Raw last night, The Shield, and then, <clears throat> like, this morning I'm scrolling through Instagram, and before that I'm thinking, they're going to have a six-man. It's going to be the main event at Fastlane. Sure as shit, what pops up on my Instagram feed? A six-man tag with The Shield versus uh, Lashley, Baron Corbin, and someone else. Oh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. It might not have been Lashley, I don't remember, but anyways. 
<clears throat> yeah, lastly, McIntyre and Corbin. I had it pulled up. Yeah. So whatever. I might, I might be more likely to watch Fastlane than Chamber, but I just don't know. I love how we we know the pay per views that we're not gonna review, and that's gonna be one of them. Yeah. We're not gonna review. <laughs> So, where's the backlash review? Where's the backlash review? Do you have uh do you have any any kind of fun stuff that you know that uh the rest of the world doesn't? Not, it's not really fun, but over <laughs> the weekend it came out why Arn Anderson got fired. I did not see that. Did why was that? that? No. A- apparently Alicia Fox showed up to the building intoxicated. Oh. And Horn went ahead and let her go through with a match. Oh. So that is why. Okay. Not cool. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, now, you know, that's funny you say that. Considering, I... the fact, considering the fact he was fired kind of on the spot is bullshit, considering, you know, they offered her rehab and everything, which she is I now seen that. down, apparently. Yeah, I've seen that. <clears throat> so, she let... Basically, the way I see it, she's letting Arn take the fall, or Arn gets punished and fired, loses his job, his livelihood. Yeah. And they offer to get her help. I think this is probably the second or third time for her, and she turns it down. Like, at least go to rehab. Do it for Arn. You let the man get fired because you were an idiot. I mean, I'm not going to turn down free rehab, first of all, so. Right. And not only that, but... I don't care what you do for a living unless you make a living being drunk. Yeah, you like can't. Like a stand-up comedian or yeah. musician. Don't show up to work drunk or high. It's stupid. Yeah, especially when you're I making mean, making a I mean, lot of money, you know? Yeah. I'm a bartender, and I don't go to work drunk. That's like I the number one That's like the number one <laughs> drunk job. It's like the number one like, drunk job. Yeah. If, if you're a bartender, you're either an alcoholic or a former alcoholic. Or it's going to turn you into or, one. Yeah, I was going to say, or you're becoming one, yeah. Yeah. The Yeti. Not that I am, but... um, The Yeti! So I had a... I told you yesterday I had a question. And I know okay. it, it's probably me... I've been it, thinking about what it is. It, it's me being a mark, but it's me oh, also thinking how WWE could possibly think. Do you think WWE, and this isn't the sole reason, obviously. Damn it, where did my where did that go? Where'd it go? Oh no, I lost it. Do you think that WWE rehired Bruce Pritchard not solely for, but because Conrad is so affiliated with AEW and the Elite that they didn't want him getting connected with AEW? Like I, like question. I said, not not solely because, but right. like that could no. be that could be in there somewhere. That's a solid question. I thought of that. Like right, of course, I always think of these sh- this shit when we go off air. Like right after we go off air. Yeah, I got like a whole week. So and, you like, thought of it last week. Yeah, at like nine a.m. Like right, as soon as I hit end, I was like, "Damn it, damn it, pal." Why didn't I say that two minutes earlier, pal? Jesus. But yeah, I thought I was smart. Uh, smart. So you want to talk about it? you want to make that a, a an actual question and like discuss it? Or do you want to move on? 
I mean, it's there's it's there's not really an answer for that, you know? Because I can hear Bruce. That's the thing I can hear is Bruce like on something to wrestle, being like, "Yeah, see, they're just being marks," and you know. So I'm not trying to be like that. I just they don't listen to us. Oh, they listen. Trust me. They listen. Conrad's taking notes. So. uh... (laughs) Yeah. Anywho. uh, Yeah. No, it was just a little. Is a little feed for thought for the audience. Anybody listening, you can think about that, digest it, and whenever you bring it to social media, you can remember that Papa Z said that live on the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. So, remember, I was the one who speculated that first. Uh, Papa no, Z. it's totally, probably the reason. Yeah. Anyways. I, I could definitely see that being so. Not solely, but yeah. Yeah, not solely. So you want to talk about I mean, WrestleMania? Obviously the, huh? The, <laughs> the, I mean, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard is like, obviously, one of the best ever in the business doing what he does backstage. And I'm so, so happy he's back. Like, you, you just yeah. don't understand. They also hired a couple you other people to, for backstage roles. Did you see that? Yes. But you could tell last week even, because I watched the first little bit of Raw, and then I watched the, you know, the highlights, obviously, but uh, you could tell there was a difference in the product. There was a little bit of a fire lit under their ass, it seemed like. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe if that's... I don't think you can base that solely on him coming back, but also WrestleMania season, probably. But yeah. I think he had something to do with it. And I did read that he had... Yeah, blow your nose. Um, <laughs> I did read that he doesn't have an official title yet. They're trying to kind of place him where they feel he's best fit, but he it did say where I read, he was like the, back to the being the right-hand man. Well, that would be great. <clears throat> I think that they they need that and obviously they know they need that by looking back to what worked for them before and that was Bruce Pritchard on creative so yeah and he needs to be the head of the table oh yeah that'd be great yeah it said it was uh Sanjay Dutt Abyss well we know Jeff Jarrett's doing stuff and uh Pritchard so I'm hoping I'm assuming that Sanjay Dutt and uh Christopher Parks Abyss are probably agents I would assume I don't know that they're writers or anything from what I heard or what I saw I think it was actually a video it said that uh they were handpicked by Vince which is kind of odd yeah considering Vince is known not to watch anything outside of WWE well, he's obviously uh, so how would you looking around. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, he's obviously checking the stuff out. So, not a bad thing because he needs to check out, see what's going on out there. Because sometimes Impact puts out some pretty solid stuff. So, uh, just doing a, doing one more little check to see if there is anything else. I feel like WrestleMania 19 is going to be kind of long, so. I'm, trying to rush it along as much as possible yeah um oh tory wilson hall of fame yeah that's cool i like that 
We were wondering, yeah, I mean, we, we were debating know. on that the last couple of weeks who the the woman was going to be this year. Um, <clears throat> I'm cool with it. I mean, obviously, there's not as many women from the past that have that opportunity uh, to go in. So her going in is, you know, I mean, obviously, we have our our picks that I think we would choose to go in before her, but. Yeah. Some people don't have good standings with the company. Personally, I mean, like uh, a few people have said on Twitter, including our buddy Robbie, who we'll get to. I, I obviously think Jazz should have went in before Tori Wilson. Uh, she wasn't. She wasn't around as long as Tori Wilson, though. I'm, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing, yeah, but, but she because yeah, she definitely I mean, was as, as far as in ring. <clears throat> yeah. Jazz was, I mean, um, Jazz Vic, is competing Victoria. back then. She's still competing the way she was back then, and now she's in her 40s, you know? So, she's in our Hall of Fame. Probably next year. Oh, yeah. Probably next year. She'll go in this year. We'll put her in this year. That's what I mean. This, Yeah, this year, next year, whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Not a, not a terrible guy going on. No, no. Kind of quiet, because we're in that, like... <clears throat> in between going towards WrestleMania and like the, I don't think AEW or the Elite is kind of doing big stuff right now because they know it's going to get overshadowed by WrestleMania. You know, so because people, the mainstream audience is looking at that. Well, I mean, you've and you've got WrestleMania weekend. You've got you know G One Supercard coming up. Yeah. You've got, you know, all the, the WrestleCon Super Show, all that stuff. Uh, There's a lot going Joey on. Joey Ryan's got the dick party, mm, WrestleMania yeah. weekend. Uh, the Bullet Club block party, WrestleMania weekend. There's so much stuff going on, even yeah. outside of WWE that weekend. That it, it, If you add one more thing, especially a big one, it, it's, it's going to get overlooked. Yeah. They did, however, announce the Fight for the Fallen show in July. Yesterday, during being the elite. Oh, okay. <clears throat> the Jacksonville show. The free one, the charity one. Isn't that what that is? The charity one, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at a amphitheater. I looked it up last night. It's like <clears throat> 5,900 capacity. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cool, I like that. So, I mean, and they, I mean, for something like that, they don't have to do a giant, you know, whatever. <clears throat> 12, 15, 20,000 seat arena, especially no. during the summer, it's going to be cool to have it outdoors in an amphitheater. Well, you don't want to give that Kinda much like money to charity. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Well, just it, kidding. and it, it's, it, the, the place is basically like uh, the Walmart place in Rogers. Nice net. Yeah. The amp, I, we're going to the amp later this year for uh, Breaking Benjamin and Chevelle. Yeah, I saw that. Chevelle. Uh, Dorothy. That band that Amanda likes is going to be opening for them. Oh, so really? Like see them. Nice. They're really good. Yeah, check them out. Dorothy. So, what do you say we get to it there, Thomas? Let's do it. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat nine more times before we get started. For some reason, my throat doesn't get anything in it all day, but on Tuesdays, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tuesdays at like eight a.m., my throat is just covered and stuff. <clears throat> Uncle Flem. Of course, I'm drinking some some coffee, so there's the creamer is probably yeah. not helping that. All right, WrestleMania yeah, 19. Black coffee. 
Yeah, because then you don't get all Fleming Killmister like me. WrestleMania. Yeah, but then I get kind of like drainy. Yeah. Can I can I do it now? Can I introduce it one more time? <laughs> Go for it. All right. Howdy, y'all, and y'all better not forget you gotta go over to collarandelbowbrand.com and use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout to save you 10% on your order. But you can also go to zubas.com and use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout, but that saves you 15% on your order. My grandpa said he remembers Zubas, and he said you ought to swing by there and buy some shirts. That's some dang good country. And now, let me introduce you to the world's best pro wrestling channel. That is, Powerslam.tv. Powerslam lets you stream the entire world of pro wrestling all in a single channel for one low price. Bringing over 4,000 hours of content from over 110 of your favorite wrestling brands from countries all around the globe right onto your laptop and mobile devices. You can find all of your favorite kinds of wrestling. British Strong Style, Women's Wrestling, Lucha Libre, Technical, Comedic, High Flying, Hardcore, and many others. In addition to the most recent events, Power Slam also gives you shoot interviews, backstage footage, round tables, and lifestyle videos of legendary names in the pro wrestling industry. That's powerslam.tv. And make sure to use coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout to give you one month free to view over 4,000 hours of content on powerslam.tv using coupon code HEELS AND QUADS in all caps at checkout. Do it too. WrestleMania 19. 19. That's the 19th edition of WrestleMania. March 30th, 2003 at Safeco Field in Seattle, Washington with an attendance of 54,097. What is Safeco Field? That's a baseball field, right? It was? Seattle Mariners, yes. Okay. It is. It it still still is. Okay. I had to ask you. You're the MLB guy. Uh, yeah. It opens up with the usual storytelling of WrestleMania. Uh, a huge stadium, and it's definitely one of my favorite setups from past WrestleManias. I love this stage setup. The ramp is a little too long, but I love the stage setup. Yeah, I, I the the whole stadium was set up very well. But you really see it and just kind of to skip ahead a little bit because this is what I always think of when I think of this WrestleMania is when Shawn Michaels comes out yeah. and he does the, you know, pose. He's and got the like a five-minute entrance. Off, see that Safeco sign <clears throat> behind yeah. him. Yeah. So, I, I used to get aggravated yeah, it, it when I was a, a kid. Cool atmosphere. I used to get aggravated when I was a kid because his entrance was so long. It just pissed me off every time. Oh. I watched it this That's time. That's like one of my favorite things. Cause he sh- and then the one gun doesn't work. Anyways, we'll get to that. And he's like... He, yeah. But he plays off of it while he's like... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sets it down. Yeah. So the show doesn't uh, waste any time. It gets right into Rey Mysterio versus Matt Hardy version one uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship. Matt Hardy's... Mattitude, WWE Mattitude.com states, this is Matt Hardy's fourth WrestleMania. 
and he wonders how they did it without him. <laughs> Shannon Moore was never really That's his... one of the best ones. Yeah, and he wonders how they did it without him. Shannon Moore was never really his own guy. I just wanted to state that. I wish that Shannon Moore had... I, I, I think he was more managerial than anything, I guess. Maybe that's what his use was, but he never really was just Shannon Moore. Like, a couple times, but yeah. that was it. Um, and he was he was so good, too. Like, WCW, and then he was in TNA afterwards. Yeah. And had a decent run, from what I understand. I didn't really watch, but I've read and watched enough wrestling in my life to know, you know, he was pretty, pretty good in that. I guess he was in the X Division there. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, he had the mohawk and stuff back then. He was weird. Mm-hmm. He's always been kind of a, like... Yeah, and, now, and now, when he was at All In, he had, like, the dreads and stuff. That was kind of... Oh, yeah, I forgot that. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, this is a solid opener. Super fast-paced match. They never really slow down. Uh, Ray hits was a... It like, su- seven minutes or something? Yeah, it's super short, but it's... It just do- it doesn't really stop. So, Ray hits a 619... After Matt knocks Shannon off the apron and misses the West Coast pop, Matt rolls up his legs and holds the rope for a dirty pin and a win to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. I think he retained it here. I don't remember who the champion was yes. going in. That was a so- It was a great uh, opener. My only gripe about it is, really, Ray's mask. Oh, He's got yeah. the Daredevil outfit here. But his mask... Seems like always around, you know, his when he first came in that first WWE run, like every WrestleMania or SummerSlam big show, his mask would always come up, like yeah. it would always roll up on it, and he was always like <clears throat> trying to pull it back down when he's down on the apron and st- or down on the mat, and uh, that's I mean it's nitpicking, but it, I always feel like it took away from him having an even better match than he would. Yeah. When his mask would ride up on him like that. It's just personal preference. I got I hear you. Yeah. He he had a couple weird out he, he had a couple weird uh outfits there for a little while. Like this one in WrestleMania twenty. WrestleMania twenties was kinda yeah, cool he, though. He I had that a, figure. He he always did like a superhero type thing for yeah. Mania. But when he won the title a couple years later he didn't. Probably because Vince was like, You're not a superhero, pal. He did a Gene Simmons one too one year. I forget what year that was. Did he really? I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe I didn't I'm catch the. I, I didn't catch the innuendo. Uh, so yeah, good match. After this, we get the uh, a limo pulls up with the Miller Lite girls. The Miller Lite cat is that what they're called? The Miller Lite cat fight girls. Cat fight girls. Yeah. Okay, they showed up. Hulk Hogan. Let me go grab my. Let me grab my gimmick real quick. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, Oh, it was on a Raw. Not a WrestleMania or pay-per-view. That Ray did the Gene Simmons mask. Okay, oh, I'm shaking. Shaking. It's on Raw, July 18th, 2011. Here comes... Here comes the, the, one of my favorite parts of the show, and we said it like five times yesterday. Please welcome the WWE's favorite band in the whole world, <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Oh, 
in the whole world. <laughs> their favorite band in the how, whole how, world. <laughs> how much did Fred Durst have to pay for that to happen? I don't know if it was... He paid out of pocket. <laughs> yeah, he paid out of pocket for that. <laughs> Him and uh, oh, Wes Borland. Is that the guitar player's name? Yeah, Wes Borland. John Otto, the drummer. Yeah. John Otto! Take him to the Matthews Bridge! Generation. I'm a biscuit guy, okay. dude. And I know, I know this is further ahead because we're getting to Taker's entrance and stuff. But when WrestleMania's theme song is called "Crack Addict," I know. I want to talk about that. <laughs> That's a sign of the times. Well, and it, you know what's funny about that is that was a song they that was never officially released. Limp Biscuit never got that released, probably for good reasons. But like, what? And it, the well, it, I don't know. It, it it was they played it during the video package to Rock and Stone Cold, and he's like, "I'm a crack addict." I'm like, "Neither of these guys are crack addicts." So why is this Stone going Cold on? Might be a drunk, but he's not a crack. Addict. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on. That's uh, two opposite ends of the spectrum there. You know, there's one thing to be a drunk, but... I'm a crack addict! To enjoy... What the, what the fuck? See, they tried... <laughs> there's nothing else to say. I think they tried to rekindle the My Way build with Rock and Stone Cold from two years prior, which was amazing. That was awesome, but... Yeah. I'm a, yeah. So, that was awesome for me. And then, of course, uh, Crack Addict didn't work out too well for this build, but... Whatever. It wasn't... Well, uh, and, and before they played it, they said off their upcoming album... It never made so it. So, for you to say it never came out... Yeah, okay. it, it never but made it. I just... I always wondered why Fred Durst always had to say shut the F up in, every, like, every song. Shut, shut the F up! up. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Bring it why on! Why is he so whiny? Why is he so whiny? I don't know. I don't... I don't know. Anyways, they perform. Right, um, they perform. Rolling. Our next. Our next match is the Undertaker versus Big Show and A Train in a handicap match because the rumors pretty much all confirmed by Bruce Pritchard as well that Nathan Jones was taken out of the match because they didn't want him to mess up the match. So that was exactly. Yeah, that was exactly why he ne- he just showed up at the end of the match. But this is they acknowledge the streak here. Well, first of all, Limp Biscuit performs Roland for Undertaker. The crowd is silent until Undertaker comes out. <laughs> because by 2003, dude, Limp Biscuit was kind of fizzling out. I mean, Limp yeah. Biscuit was cool for from like 97 to 01. And that, and that- Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. 
The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Was, for me, I loved Limp Bizkit. Those two albums. Yeah, Significant my, Other and Ch- Starfish. My brother was super into it. Yeah. Like, if... Because I was already, like, in that kiss mode at this point. Yeah. You know, 11, 12, 13, being that was around the time I saw him for the first time. That was... That was probably the height of my KISS fandom, so I didn't really like anything else, like, literally just KISS. Yeah. Like, I didn't start listening to other music really again until I was probably 16, because KISS was it. So, uh, crowd finally pops when Taker rides out, show and Albert play the numbers game against Taker, but he keeps up. Nathan Jones comes out towards the end of the match and helps Taker out. Uh, Taker hits a tombstone. They acknowledge that he remains undefeated at WrestleMania. And I eleven and zero here. Yeah, I think so. Eleven and zero. And the rumor I wrote again. The rumor was that they took Nathan out so he didn't f the match up, which apparently was yeah. true, according to Bruce Pritchard. And uh, our friend Robbie Duran, I have to mention his name because he was so cool. And such a fan of the show to personally send me notes that he took while watching it. Like, when our fans listen to our show on a weekly basis and then watch the show in preparation for the show that they're about to listen to, that, that's like, it makes me feel like that's the reason why we kind of do it. Other yeah. Than money, but. Yeah. Which isn't really flowing in, he, so it's... <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's trickling in. They're just not paying um, me enough. He uh, he did make a mention that he thought it should have been a one-on-one match against the Big Show, which I totally would have been down for. 100%. Uh, uh, kind of weird they never did that at Mania. Yeah, that's kind of the clash of the Giants they should have done, yeah. Yeah. Um... And he also mentioned Nathan Jones did hit the first Black Masks kick. Yeah. On the ramp against... So, Robbie, uh I used your notes, buddy. Yeah. Thanks to thanks to Robbie for those notes. Uh, you get the Miller Lite girls again with Stacy and Tori. I still have that issue of Playboy somewhere. I think it's back at my mom's house. That's a good... I remember I hustled around to get that issue in, like, 2004. Hustled? Well, I, I did. I knew a guy. I knew a guy that knew a guy, and he's like, well, I have that. And I was like, dude, I'll give you whatever it takes. I was, like, 11, 10... Right. I was, like, 11, 12 years old or something, so that magazine meant a lot to me. <laughs> so um, I remember paying a friend of mine a bag of change. To go get it? $10. <laughs> No, ten dollars in change for the Kiss Playboy. Ah, yeah. that was the only, that was the only one I ever really hustled for. My mom ended up throwing it away because she thought it was porn. I'm like, it's a collector's item. It's Kiss yeah. and Playboy. Yeah, and the girls had the makeup on and stuff. I just thought it was cool. I never yeah. used it for uh, self pleasure. Uh, next up, we get Trish versus Jazz versus Victoria for the women's title. I have, like, no notes on this, really. Trish hits a kick on Victoria to win. It was a solid match, though. There was that one spot where Victoria kind of botched, but Jazz saved it. Um, Well, you have the three best right here in the ring. It was was solid, and either or any of the three could have won this match easily. Yeah. 
Trish. In my opinion. Trish wins. I don't remember if she retained or not. Yeah. I didn't see who the champ was going in. No, she regained. Regained. Uh, Victoria was the champ. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after this, we get The Rock standing by with Coach. He bickers about the people and blah, 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 and how he's never beat Stone Cold and, you know, just jacking with Coach like he does. Solid Rock promo. Yeah, like always. Holly, like always. Hollywood Rock. Yeah. <clears throat> Hollywood Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, then we go into Los Guerreros versus Benoit Rhino versus Team Angle for the WWE Tag Titles. This is good. See, I, I, I took a note here that this is what tag wrestling should still look like. It's it's fast-paced. All these guys are workhorses, and there's guys in WWE that are still workhorses and can work like this, but they don't. I don't know. I just don't know why. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, listen, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, but, of course, you do have three uh, great teams of guys here. You know, you got the Guerreros, unfortunately, Eddie's not with us. You got Benoit and Rhino, unfortunately, Benoit's not with us anymore, and then you got Team Angle, which Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, that was a, when I look back at those guys, that was a great tag team. Uh, What was their, what was their names after Team Angle? It was something else. I don't remember. The World's Greatest Tag Team. World's greatest tag team. Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy to me that this match was only nine minutes. A little less than nine minutes. 848. I had to look at the time. That's what I was looking at. It didn't stop. But I could have... No, but I could have easily went 15. Yeah. This one. Yeah, totally. But it's also that sweet spot of nine minutes was perfect because they had to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. So... Yeah, it's just it, it's your preliminary card for Mania always seems like it's so rushed until it gets to those big matches. Yeah, but you could say the same for Wrestle Kingdom this past year. I mean, everybody was complaining about how rushed it felt. But yeah, it's like you think about it when you got you know Kenny on the card, you got Okada on the card, you got all these all these guys. You know they're gonna give you thirty two an hour. Yeah, so. And that's uh, the same here. I mean, <clears throat> you had Sean and Sean and Jericho and Vince and Hogan, which went super long. But yeah. hey, I'm not complaining. No, they're but good. We'll get to that. Shelton Benjamin gets the pin on Chavo after Rhino hits the Gore, and Eddie was distracted, so they retained the titles. I believe. I didn't note any who was the champion going in anywhere. So. Uh, yeah, they retained. That's yeah. right. <clears throat> Uh, we get another shot in the locker room with the Miller Light girls, Stacey and Tori, and then Stacey and Tori argue like the Miller Light girls did earlier. I mean, you know, now now in my 20s it's not as exciting, but when I was a kid I would have to pause it and go do my thing. So when I was a hormonal <laughs> young boy. Uh, when you were a hormonal youth? Yeah. I'm still quite hormonal, but not that bad. Uh, then we get... Uh, it's just debatable to be the best match on the card. The longest match on the card, 23 minutes, Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. The video package to it was great, and you hand Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels a note that says, hey, you're going on at WrestleMania, you got 20 minutes. What are they going to do? They're going to tear the house down. Plain right. and simple. Plain and simple. We talked about we talked about the entrance already, so there's no need to rehash that. Um, just... I mean, like you said, the video package 
says it all. The build was great. Being, you know, Jericho looked up to Shawn Michaels. It was his idol. Who who has it at some point like looked up to Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels <laughs> as an idol. But uh, well, the funny part is too. Chris Jericho is only like five years younger, so he like he looked up to him. But you know, yeah. But I mean, if you think of, if you really look back, I mean, and they did a great job with it, like you said. You know, shot in the rockers and stuff, and then Jericho when he was in Mexico and yeah, Japan yeah. and stuff, he looked a lot like Sean. He had yeah. the blonde hair, the long blonde hair, the rock, you know, guy or whatever. But it, this match is wrestling one hundred and one. Yeah, I, I mean, this would be this would be one of the matches if somebody, you know, people always say, "Well, what's a match you would show somebody who wasn't a wrestling fan?" This, this is one of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, I didn't, I, I don't note much during the match because it's just a match like anybody listening, like if you, you have haven't, watch it. yeah, if you haven't seen it for some reason, you need to go watch Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho from WrestleMania 19. Their, their 08 feud was awesome. I love that. But this yeah. is like, this is cool because it seems like it, it's like the, the prelims to that, like years earlier, you know, like, it, I, I don't know. But Well, it, and it's fresh because Shawn is still fresh back you know, yeah. he's only been back for, what, six months, yeah. seven months? And then you've got Jericho, who's only been in the company for four years at this time. Yeah. Uh, not even three years, three and a half years, whatever. But, so this is really their first time, especially one-on-one, because they were in the chamber together when Sean won it and at SummerSlam the year before. But this is really the first time you're seeing them one-on-one. And it's a feud, and it's WrestleMania. It's huge. Um, yeah. Huge. Um, but yeah, and then like you said, 2008 was <clears throat> was fantastic too. Uh, Sean wins by rolling up Jericho, and then they do. You know, there's the spot where at the end, Chris Jericho acts like he's hugging him. He hugs him, low blows him, and leaves. Heal so Jericho. Good. Yeah, it's always good. It's so good. And yeah. Sean like embraced <laughs> him because you know he was the the born again guy yeah yeah exactly he was like oh it's okay buddy you know and then then we get the run up up the snoot i don't it's a tie between this and mcmahon and hogan and rock and stone i mean it the four the four main matches on the show to me you can't pick you you can't they're they're also different yeah they are actually yeah they are jericho or wrestling 101 you're your what you want on the card. I mean, this could have easily main evented. Yeah. Easily. Not at this time, but looking back hindsight, it yeah. could have easily been main event. Uh, let me uh, get the... Austin Rock, that's your, we've been doing this for so long together, you know, one more time, take yeah. it home. Hogan and McMahon is... The perfect culmination of a rivalry. Is the Fed. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is. It's the Fed 101, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then you got Brock and Angle. That's your traditional wrestling, you know, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, Greco-Roman wrestling. Yep. We get a Safeco Field attendance record, uh, and then we get Limp Biscuit performing "Crack Addict." <laughs> I'm a crack addict. Once, once again, WWE's <laughs> favorite band in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, 
Kid Rock's in the Hall of Fame, not Limp Bizkit. <laughs> oh, they're going this. They're going this year, dude. Uh, now we get the Miller Lite girls. Stacy and Tori have a match. They pull Coach's pants down and pin him, and you know you get that happy little moment with the mud. It's the it's the transition time. They're getting ready for the main events. And, and, and it's that classic, you know, WrestleMania thing where, because I, I don't know if anybody remembers remembers this time period, but I remember the Miller Lite Catfight Girls the commercials being like huge. I mean, they were it was always on, and yeah. not just during WWE TV. It was on everything. Ugh, got the yawns. Alright, then we get... We go into our four main events here. Basically five on the card. Uh, Booker T versus Triple H. Yeah. I'm, I'm very surprised to see Triple H just high on the card. Uh, two comments. Triple H should have done more of his like early to mid-2003 colored tights. I always enjoyed those. I don't know why. I just... I, I, I really enjoyed that. You didn't like the purple? No, I no. I mean, he should have did that more. Yeah, I liked that. Oh, okay. The per- he does purple, I, I, red, I, I, blue, all those colors throughout the the right. early year. And my second comment is Booger T should have won, which I think every fan can agree with that right here. Um, I, just, I mean, the the build to this again was great. They did the whole like kind of racism thing, yeah. But the fact that Booker T didn't win kind of makes it look bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna bury him like you did, and I mean I'm I'm sure even Booker still has problems with the way this whole thing went down, yeah. obviously. But um, they, the whole build showing like his youth and stuff, how you know he troubled past and he went to jail or prison, and you know his mom died really when he was really young, and Basically, he had to kind of, like, raise his, you know, brothers and sisters or whatever. That whole thing, that bringing that real-life drama into it makes you, like, even if you haven't necessarily went through, like, hard times like that, you kind of feel more invested into a match because you care about that person, about that character. Yeah. So I think that's another reason why everybody was kind of like, especially even then, everybody was like, you know, Booker T should have won that match. That's bullshit. Yeah. And I think that's what... But in turn, that's what made Triple H a great heel, is because he won, obviously with a little help from the Nate. The Nate. Uh, it, it, it solidified him as the top heel, because he could take it. Yeah. I mean, that's bottom line. I don't, I don't know if my rambling made any sense. But no, no, it's it was you know you told the story of the match pretty much right there. I'm, I'm with you. I thought it was I thought it was a great match. I thought I thought it was really good and of course you got two two great workers in the ring together. Your connection's getting a little choppy. Like very choppy. Like choppy choppy the pee pee. I don't know if that helps, but <laughs> uh yeah, I think you 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 hit it you hit the nail on the head right there. I think that was uh the total story of the match and like you said, you had it solidifies Triple H as the top heel in the business here and Obviously, this is like O two to whenever is like his reign of terror for years and years. But it wasn't bad. Like in retrospect, I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. 
But at the time, yeah. I, I wanted the belt off of him because he was such a heel. Yeah. It made you want yeah. the belt off of him. He was, uh, such a, he was such a dick that you hated seeing him with the belt. But it was like Hogan and WCW with the NWO. It seemed like Hogan always had the belt. Yeah. And, I mean, for me, I loved having my guy as the champ, but even as a bad guy. Yeah. But at this point, I'm like, oh, my God, because I was already, you know, very marky at this point. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, somebody just take the belt off Triple H. Oh, he's married to Stephanie. You know? That's yeah. Why. Yeah, exactly. But it was such a good time. I don't think Triple H gets near enough credit. No, no. Um, it was a fantastic match. The finish, I think that was kind of shitty the way they did that with Triple H like pausing before the pin. That was kind of shitty. 30 seconds in between. Yeah, like that was a little much. But uh, I Booker, Booker looked great out there. And, you know, obviously in a couple of years after this, he gets his world title run, so that's fine. Um, I don't think you could have had a... a a better world title match with what they had on Raw right here. So I think I think that it was fine. I liked it. Like like I said, yeah. this WrestleMania is one of my favorites. We put it number three on our top twenty or thirty three or whatever it was. So uh after this match, obviously Triple H retains. After this match it goes pretty much right into the video package for McMahon and Hulk Hogan. Uh, that's just a, this is great. Mr. McMahon and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 19 is like, it's, I don't know. It is just so good. The, the, the storytelling, uh, it's just so good. It's so good. Like, this is probably one of my favorite Hulk Hogan matches of his whole career. Literally. Easily. Easily. I've watched this match multiple times in the last few years. Like, even pre-podcast. Yeah. I remember when me and Amanda first got together in our first apartment together before Tommy was even born, like watching this match and her being like, This is really kinda good. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course it's good. It's and Uncle I mean, Terry. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know so the build to it, that video package and you see, you know, Vince and Hogan together in the eighties and you know, on the on the bikes together and all yeah. that stuff. And they're talking about how, you know, they used to work out together and everything during the match. And it's like, the only thing to me, and this is nitpicking, is the network has to figure out, like, copyright and get the right music because that Hogan theme is awful. Absolutely. Like that almost, like his entrance kind of, ruined the moment for me yesterday watching it yeah i'm with you like either get get the rights to voodoo child or just like at least like put real american over it don't try to not that dubbed like wannabe voodoo child song yeah. it's just not it's be... so bad <laughs> yeah you know my favorite like, thing in so, that it's so close to it it's obvious that's what it is but it's it's just not the same I'm pretty sure I remember watching it, but my favorite, like, when I was, like, 10 years old or whatever, but Vince McMahon stabbing Uncle Terry in the head with the pen. <laughs> that is so oh, Mr. Man. McMahon, dude. That is so good. And I, I took a video of real time of my TV yesterday, and that's the first thing you see is Vince is stabbing, stabbing Uncle him. Terry. Yeah. 
and then making him sign the contract with his own blood. I mean, good God. It's so, I mean, I know Vince isn't a wrestler, but the son of a bitch is a damn good entertainer. Very for good. For sure. So here, Hogan is 49 and Vince is 57, and we're calling this like it could be the best match of the show. Two guys that are... Story-wise, yeah, definitely. Story-wise, 100%. Not the best wrestling match, obviously, but the right. story is amazing. Uh, Vince is in ridiculous shape at that age. Uh, Vince has the upper hand pretty much the whole match, but at the start. Uh, there's a lengthy grip fight. I caught the moment the ref gave Vince the blade. I always do. After, okay. after Hogan cracked him with the chair. I was watching for it. That's why I caught it. Uh, I, I wasn't. I was just... It was like I was watching it for the first time. Yeah. That's how I went into it. Like, I was just like, okay, block everything out. Yeah. Watch it as a fan. But I didn't... See, damn it. I hate that you caught it and I didn't. It's like, you can barely catch it. It's not that big of a deal. Vince yeah, Wax... Vin- Vince Wax Hogan with the chair. And now Terry's bleeding. Uh, you can see poor Hugo laid out bleeding, too, after that spot with him when they hit him with the chair. <laughs> He got he got a payday. Yeah, he got he got a good payday for that. Uh, McMahon hits a leg drop off the ladder onto Hogan on the Spanish announce table, which is like that's pretty crazy. A fifty a fifty seven year old jumping off the ladder onto a table, you know, that's crazy. Uh, Vince is bleeding like heavily too, which is it just adds to the greatness of the match. Uh, he bleeds with the best of them. You put him up there with Flair. Oh, definitely, definitely. Flair. Uh, Vince grabs the pipe and the camera catches him that that infamous scene of him creeping up yes yes that is that is like the best part of the match I love it I remember watching that live when that happened it just popped yeah it was so good I remember good. I watching it with my sister and we were dying it was so funny uh, Roddy Piper shows up and hits Hogan with the pipe Hogan kicks out, so you know he's about to Hulk up, and that's exactly what he does. He hulks up, hits a big boot, three leg drops, and a one, two, three. You get two years, though. Oh, yeah, you get two of those. <laughs> yeah, <two> of those. <laughs> that's when you know he means business. Vince yeah. uh, done fucked up. Yeah. A very, very fun match to watch. I don't think that anybody is better at telling a story by facial expressions alone than Vince McMahon. Uh, his he his facial expressions alone can just tell the story of a match. He's so good with that. Shane O'Mac comes to check on his dad. Uh, overall, Vince pretty much dominated the match, but he can't overcome the Hulkster because he's Hulkamania. So, he's Uncle Terry. As far as, as, far as a storytelling standpoint and just a great piece of entertainment five stars no doubt about it oh fuck yeah no doubt about it 17 stars yeah it's this 85 quads blown just oh yeah so many it's like watching a tv show episode it is i mean you could just sit there for 21 minutes and you're like cool i'm entertained the entire time yep i'm pleased yep you don't look away. You're not. You don't have to look at your phone because there's a boring spot. Not a bunch of rest holds. Like it's, it's just fun. It's a street fight. That's the only way they could have done it. But yeah, street it fight. Was pure for sure. Yeah, it was great. 
once again, they just go straight into a video package for Rock and Stone Cold with the theme song, Crack Addict. Uh, Stone Cold's final match, unfortunately, it's always tough watching this because I know that it's the last time I see him actually wrestle. You know, being that was my favorite, still probably. We didn't know that. They don't even mention it. We didn't know that. You can tell. You can tell Jim Ross knows because the way he's telling, hitting commentary throughout the match and at the end of it when he loses, you can tell because he, you know, the story of Stone Cold was in the hospital the night before. With the, uh, he was had a panic attack or something, yeah. And I have that on WrestleMania 20. Yeah, WrestleMania 20 has that DV, that extra on there with the mania of WrestleMania. It tells the story of WrestleMania 19, which is awesome. If you can find it on YouTube, you got to watch it. The mania of WrestleMania. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. You need to watch it. It's really good. It's really good. I'll find it. Um, I'll go on the dark web. I'm sure by now, yeah, we get the all the backstory of Austin being hap- hospitalized. Uh, Austin takes the early advantage. Rock works the knees of Austin. They trade finishers, including Rock wearing the vest and hitting a stunner, which is awesome. Um, the finishers and false finishes are a great end of this match. Are, are, are great at the end of this match. I'm having trouble reading my notes. Uh, two rock bottoms and Austin still kicking out, which you can kind of... You know how that goes. When somebody keeps taking finishers, it's like they're going to eventually lose. Uh, Rock has that yeah. storied look of, holy shit, how do I beat him on his face? Um, Rock bottom number three does the trick. And, of course, this is... Uh, he he pins him, you know, beats him, and... Uh, he pushes after the match is over. He pushes the ref away, and they kind of talk about that in multiple documentaries of like he was telling Stone Cold like, "Thanks, man, I love you. This means a lot to me." Um, it was just a really cool moment because watching it, like if you watched it live, you're like, you know, obviously they're talking about something, but now looking back, it's like when I watch the match, probably just because I know that it was Austin's last match, but now when I watch the match, I see little pieces like you can see the look of exhaustion and just ready to be done on Stone Cold's face. His body had just had enough. You know, and that sucks because he was like oh, 37, yeah, 38. His entrance. His entrance. He was just like, ah, fuck it. He's like going through the motions, you know. And it's it sucks because he's like 37, 38 years old. He had to retire from in-ring com- competing. But, you know, it it just – he had a great run on top. But uh, I want to start by saying this match was great. Don't get me wrong, but you can tell that something's up. That's what I noted. You can tell something's up with Stone Cold. He's just not the rattlesnake or Stone Cold. He's still doing what he does best, but not doing what not doing what he does best, the best he can. One way I see is his flat facial emotions. You can see that his mind is occupied, and he's ready for the finish of his in-ring career. His body, unfortunately, couldn't take much more. And he talks about that, that in his some of his documentaries and on the Mania of WrestleMania, I think, he says as soon as that pin hit three, he literally just felt relief because he was finally he was finally done. And I'm sure the night before didn't make that any better, the fact that he was hospitalized, you know, so he probably was worried about shit. But I mean it, overall though, it was a great match. And their trilogy is something I can watch over and over again. X seven's always gonna be the best because that was just 
a great bloody battle, but, you know, 19 was really good, too. And so was 15, which we're going to talk this year, of course, so. I oddly just, like, listening to you talk about that, like, kind of at a loss for words. Like, I don't know, I don't think I can top that with my usual, like, opinion storytelling, but, because you just nailed it and made me love wrestling for, yeah. for a second. Um, excellent notes. Holy shit. Um, just, the only thing I, I, I'm going to add to that, because I'm seriously like at a loss of fucking words, because I, I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, yeah, I mean, that was my guy, dude. Every day. Yeah. Um, but when, after they did, did the little talking part, like, Rock automatically just, like, gets out of the ring and, like, kind of gives Austin a moment yeah. in the ring by himself. Yeah. Which, to me, that's, like, even Taker and, and, and HBK the last time. And I've talked about it before on the show, like, something like that. I mean, had I known it was Austin's last match, like, there was, like, a career match or whatever, I would have been, like, on the floor, like, in fucking tears. Yeah. Like I was with Shawn Michaels because, I mean, it was just... That, to me, that match that, that we just talked about, or that you just talked about, that we just watched, that's the end of that era. Yeah. Not not Baker, not Triple H, not that, that end of the era match, whatever. This right here was the end of an era. Like, yep. we didn't get... we did, I mean, we didn't get Rock, really, for however many years almost 10 um I mean granted had Austin not quit wrestling we wouldn't have got that awesome like co-GM era of Austin and that was that was brilliant yeah that was great stuff him and Bischoff that was some of the best stuff and obviously you know he he probably was still under contract and they needed to do something and they did the right thing that was I loved the co-GM thing a little flexibility can go a long way by refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. And I actually watched the episode like we were, of. What was that? Like we were talking about the other day uh, when you said you, you watched a bunch of Stone Cold videos, random videos. That's my Sunday mornings. Yeah. I'll watch random videos because they're fun. Yeah. And me and the kids sit there and we'll watch, we'll watch Stone Cold riding down on the four wheeler and, yep. you know, drinking the beers and yeah. giving fish off hell because it's fun. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I'd, I'd like to talk more of that era sometime. I kind of wanted to do an episode where I fantasy booked what if Stone Cold could keep wrestling. I know it 
it, it was one I've been thinking about is like fantasy booking. Like if Stone Cold had made it to like 08, you know, or something, he was 30 something here. Say he makes it another 10 years, you know, what would that have, what would that have been like? So anyways, end for that whenever. Um, yeah, but anyways, that's a, it's a great match to watch. Uh, you know, knowing that it was his last one does suck, and it just gives you that you kind of get bummed out, but you're all—it's like bittersweet because you're glad that like someone you loved watching isn't going to be like miserable anymore. So yeah. Uh, then we get the main event: Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble in 2003. Uh, Kurt Angle was the champion going into this match, the WWE champion. This is the SmackDown feud, and see, they they did this card right too. Because you got the WWE title at the end, and it's also kind of, even though Brock was already champ once, you do get kind of that passing of the torch, but Brock leaves a year later, yeah. so it's like, you know. It was supposed to be that big moment in him missing, as we'll talk about, that move. Um, kind of put a damper on it because he was all yeah knocked out. Yeah. And, and Kurt's neck getting fucked up again before this kind of puts a damper on the match too because you you know like if you were a mark even then like i was you knew that he's jacked up yeah um a fun fact i actually found on reddit about this match was this was the very this was the first wrestlemania main event yeah this was the first wrestlemania main event where both guys actually used their real names that's kind of cool i think like Overall, like I don't think the, I think this is the only one they've ever used their real names. I can't think of another another one where they did. So this is it. Um, this match has it rough from the get go, as they have so many people to follow, so many great matches to follow. But they did they they did it though. They kicked ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the crowd gets into it. What happened to Michael Cole's <laughs> voice? Dude, call it WrestleMania, dude. Because <laughs> by Back this... Was busy, they were way busier than King and JR. Yeah. I thought, I thought this, this card was very SmackDown heavy. Yeah, it was pretty SmackDown heavy. Of course, that was the big, you know, that was the good... A lot more was going on there. Um, yeah, 2000, 2002, 2003 was good, good SmackDown here. Yeah. Solid. This is a match I can get behind no matter what because it's two legit athletes, two legit mat wrestlers, and they utilize the skills in this one for sure. Uh, of course, the match was kind of cut short, like just a little bit because of the sh- the shooting star press because as Kurt said before, you know, that happened and Brock was like, didn't know where the hell he was and he was like, hey, just F5 me and you let's were, finish. Cuts, yeah. Yeah. Uh so Kurt said, "Take it home." They uh, he hits that third F five and gets the pin on Kurt Angle. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter gave this a four point two five star rating. You like that? Oh my god! Yeah, you like that. <laughs> what is so funny about that? I hit it with a good rating. Yeah, it was a pop. Got me. Oh, that's funny. Um, I mean, I can't disagree with it. No, it's a great match. Ugh. 
But like even us right now, we're talking even us talking about it right now is like Stone Cold and The Rock, McMahon and Hogan, uh, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho, Triple H and Booker. Like they took the wind out of us. So imagine how the crowd felt right here. Like I love this match, oh, yeah. and I watched this match separate from the others. I think just so I wasn't. No, no, no. Actually, I did. I finished it the other morning, so I watched it all together the second half. But you can just tell it's like the... I wish I, I wish I would have watched the whole show and then watched this match. I, I wish I would have done it that way. That way you because can. Yeah. By the time this match came on, I was starting to get like you know separated from it. I, I yeah. knew it was the last match. I was ready. I was ready to go home. Basically, yeah. you know. <clears throat> it, it's it's uh it's laboring to sit through an older WrestleMania. Not, I mean, not that it wasn't entertaining, but yeah. when it's still four or five hours or whatever and you're trying to to collect me mental notes because I, I can't sit there and type them out on my phone anymore because it, it just, it drains me. Like, it yeah. makes me not want to do the show because I feel like I've already talked about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm totally um, with you. But... Oh, I mean, we can go ahead and go to the overall, and we can take it home because I know you got to go to work. So I uh, this is probably, I mean, like it, this is definitely my top. My top three WrestleManias is seventeen to eighteen could easily be one or one and two. That's interchangeable because it depends what the mood is. But WrestleMania nineteen is always in that top three. It's seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. That's my top three always. And twenty well, is not far we behind. About it when we were- when we tested these mics, when we tested our mics, like yesterday, and was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said this could have easily been number one. Yeah, it's it it could have, and it's definitely like probably the most underrated and underappreciated WrestleMania. Whenever they look back in the history, because they look at you know yeah. Hogan body slamming Andre, Hogan and King Kong, which is great. Rest in peace, King Kong Bundy. Uh, Warrior Hogan, and then you look at Stone Cold and The Rock, usually from X7, uh, Terry yeah. and The Rock, you know, but this one, you don't see a lot from this one, but it should be noticed more, and, you know, like I said, underrated. And when they do talk, of, but when they do talk about it, the match that stands out, obviously, is Sean and Always, Jericho. always, yep. You rarely hear anybody talk about Hogan McMahon. Rarely. No, it's really strange, and, too, but I don't know. And if, and if you're listening to this or watching it or however you're getting this, if you haven't seen Hogan McMahon, go back and watch it because, it, like we said, it's you're going to be entertained for 20-plus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I got this. Um, this show is at least four and a half stars for me. I mean, I could easily say five. It's, it's just it's fantastic. Yeah. Quads, I should say. It, it's a great show. Yeah. We, we, we're so bad, we're always like, okay, let's bring back the quad rating, and we yeah. never... Yeah, never mind. Yeah. We always forget about it. You know it. what we think about it. We always it. forget. But it's... it's we'll, we'll, skip, we'll, we'll skip one match, and somebody will tweet, hey, you guys forgot to give a quad rating on whoever. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, shit, we totally did. Like, I have to go back and listen to make sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's a WrestleMania I could watch over and over again here. I I say, I say we book it right here live on air. I say we just follow up next week with WrestleMania twenty. What do you think? You want 
be twenty. Yeah, unless you okay. want to, unless you want to throw it back, it's up to you. But I think we should follow it up. I think. What's this year's twentieth anniversary? Uh, fifteen. Okay, so uh, we close with fifteen this season. Yeah. Or this WrestleMania season. Um. Yeah, let's do twenty. And then what else did we want to do? Uh, there was another one we wanted to do, I think. I don't know. We'll figure that one out later. Yeah. What's the, <laughs> yeah. What's What's the ten year anniversary this year? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Tell Whoa. me about it. Tell me about it. So we could do we could do Sean and Taker. We could just do that match. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That. It's not that great. That it's not that great, honestly. Yeah, I can wait. I can wait till fifteenth anniversary for that one. Let it get a little farther away. Let it get a little better, like steep a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, <laughs> let it steep. Yeah. Let it let it steep over the years a little bit. Yeah. So there you go. WrestleMania twenty next week, and then we'll figure out. We'll probably throw it back after that. We'll have to go to some yeah. old school mania, and then we have a couple weeks still because we're starting early. So. We can we can knock a few out. We can get at least four or five. So yeah. But I I, I want to get some uh, fan interaction here. Go on Twitter, or I mean, if you're one of very very few that follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, even there, let us let us know if you like this format because I really like it. Yeah. You do like the twenty to thirty current, and then go to a classic. I, I I enjoy it a lot more. Than Works out good. Yeah. Trying to figure shit out. Yeah. Because there's we have endless endless fucking wrestling that we can go back and look at. Yeah. We haven't even touched an ECW show yet. Still. No, and we should. Yeah. Because so. when we started it, in the, our first bio, I typed in ECW, and we haven't touched it. Yeah, we should probably do that soon. <laughs> we have a ton After of me. WCW to cover. Yeah. You got a ton. Alright, All right. well I guess that concludes it for WrestleMania 19. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um next week, WrestleMania 20. That is that's actually fifteen years from fifteenth anniversary, so that's kind of yeah. perfect. So we'll talk about twenty next year, kind of follow up nineteen. You get to see where the biz- where the company had changed just in that year. Um so yeah, we'll catch you next time. Follow us on Twitter at Heels and Quads. Follow us on Instagram at Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, if it makes it to YouTube, which Hopefully it probably you will, make sure to subscribe, hit the notifications button because every Tuesday slash, you know, Wednesday, if we have technical difficulties, there should be a video or at least audio on there. So Subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iOS, Google, Spotify, whatever. Everywhere podcasts are found, you need to listen to us. Because we know what we're talking about. <sighs> so, yeah, while you were doing that little, <laughs> While you were doing that closer, you said it was 15 years for 20. Yeah. So, this would be the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania 10. 
I think you're on to something. 20 next week. 10? 20 next week. Yeah. 10 the week after. Yeah, that'll work. I'm down with that. There it is. It's booked. It's booked. Book, 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 book. No polls. No. No Twitter polls needed. You guys we suck at it. voting on polls anyways, so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Freaking be interactive. Yeah, come on. Here I am spending spending my hard-earned time at home on Twitter trying to get interaction, and you guys are just like, mm, come nee, on. Nee. No, we're just kidding. We love you. Yeah, and go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels of Quads and buy a t-shirt. That's right, that's right. Which, there's a new one, a new one coming out. In the works. Pretty soon. In the works. It's been submitted, we're waiting. I should probably have an email today. Alright, well you guys, uh, be sure to subscribe, do all that good stuff, follow us, and we will talk to you next week with WrestleMania 20 from 2004. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Bye. To the get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit penfed.org/auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit penfed.org/auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.